Previously on the Lupe and Royce show. I'm more interested in just watching Coming to America again than I'm interested in seeing it Coming to America too. I just put it like that. A lot of twos are not very good. The first one, there's a certain level of you have no idea what to expect. With number twos, you kind of already know the basic gist of it. You kind of already know the basic gist of Hotel Cecil. Welcome to Hotel Cecil. Somebody's going to die. <laughs> Would you like your room key? <laughs> the Lupe and Royce show is a Say What Media production. That was pretty good. Yo, what up? This is Lupe Fiasco, and I fed the birds today. Yo, what up? This is Royce the Five Nine, and I'm a high-protein, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, wheat-free, naturally favorite, totally delicious, childlike grown-up. What's up, good people? This is Tony Baker, and I ride bald eagles to school. Woo! We nailing this. This is Tom Frank. I'm just a regular dude, and I am thrilled to have not only Lupe and Royce tonight, but we got a special, a special regular and Tony Baker tonight, because we got, we got a very special show tonight. Very special show. We're going to get into the Grammys. We're going to get in deep, very deep. But but before that, I need to ask you a question, specifically you, Lupe. What are you talking to me for? Did you watch, did you watch, the, did you watch the Netflix show I told you to watch? Uh, Hotel Cecilia? Yeah. No, I didn't. Cecilia. I rushed it. Cecilia. You didn't. <laughs> I rushed it, man. I'm sorry. I was... I was prepared I to speak about it tonight. Hotel I went to that Cecil. hotel, though. You did? I went by there. Yeah, I went. Uh, I would so never like, go in. A couple years ago. Uh, we couldn't get in, but my girl said that there's a window that's open. If you can get a drone in there, you can look around. They got a list? A guest <laughs> list for the drone window? No, just a guest <laughs> list to get in. I, you know what? I don't know. It's a scary place. It's in a seedy part of downtown. Very seedy place. And you know what they've Mm -hmm. done that is very interesting? Is because of all of this bad rap they're getting, they actually remarketed the other half of the hotel with a new name so that they could draw people in, not thinking they went to the murder capital of the world in in hotel. And what's that? Cecil. Hotel Cecil. Oh. Why are we gambling about want, and promoting human suffering though? Like, what's the point in promoting this place with so much? Because human I suffering watched this thinking we were going to talk about it tonight. True that. I'm gonna watch it sometime this week. I'm not gonna race it. I'm gonna be prepared next week. But I genuinely was interested into other things. I watched Coming to America before you. you Two. Ooh, ooh, Tom. You watch racing at a thing. I ooh, watched oh. plenty Royce, of TV. Saw it? Okay, Rice. Did you watch Coming, Coming to America? To America? Yeah. For Forty-five minutes of it at least. <laughs> Wait, stop it. <laughs> Stop it, Royce. Didn't even finish. Hmm? Was it was it bad? I heard it was terrible. No, it wasn't bad. It was it was more family family oriented movie than the first one. It was, it was okay. Look at Tony's face. Tony definitely his head he hung his head in shame. Are you saving this for one of your great reviews, Tony? Are you gonna give us a little preview of your I mean, review here? You know, the review I recorded the review already. It should be up soon, but it's not good. <laughs> That's what wait, I heard. It's not, wait, your review it's isn't good. good or the movie isn't good? <laughs> Both. Both are just getting one saxophone out of five, man. It's just... It, was, it wasn't good, man. It just... It wasn't funny. Mm. Told you, That's Tom. disappointing. I, Tom. I chuckled. It's it was funny like, parts. You just got to be in the mood to laugh at them. I, I recognized the parts that were funny. I just... <laughs> they wasn't particularly laughing at those moments, but it was they were funny parts. 
This was he recognized. Oh yeah, he did. Oh yeah, okay. It's a very funny part. That was funny right there. Wow. You know, you got to be you got to be in like what mood to really laugh though. You know. Mm. At least that's how it is in Detroit. I told you I could eyeball. I could eyeball films, Tom, that that I know have you a did. subpar kind of piece to them, right? And the moment you mentioned Hotel Celia, my mind was like, mm. anyway. I'm just mad y'all can never say it correctly. <laughs> this, y'all have said it 18 different What's times the already. Way? <laughs> it's the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> Cecil. Y'all been Cecilia, Cornelius, Cicely Tyson. Y'all have called this hotel everything. That was my fault from the very beginning. I didn't know how to pronounce it. I got him off to the wrong start right from the beginning. Yo, Tom, is this hotel t- going to be like a sponsor? Because we just keep talking about this hotel. Are yeah. we going to go? Hey, hey, I, well, I can't even say anything about it because nobody's watched it yet. After you watch it, I have an opinion on what we're going to do. Nobody's going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, Royce. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to do what you don't do, which is I'm going to watch it. I don't know if I'm going to watch the whole thing, so I'm going to do some. I'm going to do five ninths of what of what you the other. What is it? Sixth. What is it? Five, 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 five fourths. But in in the second half of it, uh, Lupe, they talk about Japan extensively so you might you might want to stay for the whole thing right now because you know you love Japan. Who talked about stereotyping me, man? Because you love Japan. Who talks about Japan? That's all you talk about. Japan, Japan, Japan. The I want to go Japan, to Japan. Japan is, is Lupe, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where he shops Everything, at. Everything's oh, great. Man. Japan. Hey, where you get that shirt, Tom? Yeah, Tom, well, tell us you the like story that? of today's knockoff. I like cash. All right. <laughs> here's, the, here's the reason for this shirt. This shirt is actually from Johnny Cash. But from the official I website? My, I named my... This I actually was there. I went to Nashville. I went to the Johnny Cash Museum. You didn't answer my question. Was is that from an officially <laughs> recognized and licensed Johnny Cash merchandising platform of any kind, digital or physical? Is that consistent is. with his actions in the past? No, it, since it we've is. been doing this podcast. But it inspired me because I bought this shirt and I thought, why did I buy this? I could have made this. Mm-hmm. So this exactly. is the inspiration for all of my knockoff shirts. Started with Johnny Cash. <laughs> the second reason I'm wearing this is it inspired me to name our dog Cash after Johnny mm-hmm. Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, you like Johnny Cash? Hey Tom, I see you with some knockoff Royce the Five Nine apparel. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, cause. I'd be loking over shit like that, Loco. I'm sending somebody to you. You know what I mean? You're one of the few artists that I haven't knocked off yet. I wonder why. I wonder if it's because he, right. he constantly threatens That's you. That's very multi-layered like comment. Multi-layered. Yeah, we got a comedian here, too. You might want to watch your words. <laughs> All right, so, Tony, I'm, just so you know, yes. you're, you're getting the reins of the mm-hmm. show in about like 30 seconds. I am going to okay. switch off, start reading a book, mm-hmm. and let you handle it. <laughs> Basically. Oh, so you, you're going to be completely yeah, out of it? Right. can't even read. No, we have questions for you as well. Not answering them. Yeah. yeah. You're not leaving. Yeah. You, you can't right. pull out your book about feudal Japan just yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> feudal Japan. We got some good TV coming up. The 63rd Grammy Awards are airing this Sunday, March 14th, 8 to 11 o'clock on CBS. And none other than our host, 
Royce the Five Nine is up for rap album of the year. I feel like Mike Ditka with this song. So I, I got to start it off, and then I'm going to let Tony dive in. But what I need to know two things specifically. What's your plan? What are you doing on Sunday? Probably phone, phone a few friends, uh, play some Xbox, uh, pray. And then around 2 p.m., I have to log on to a platform and wait as they announce the winners or somewhere around there. Don't wait a minute. Me. So, so wait, you're going to know, you're going to know before anybody else knows? No, but I know before anyone else you knows. You already know? Yeah, man. I'm psychic. Oh. Forgot to tell you. Who, who's who's going to win? See, I knew you was gonna. I knew you was gonna say that. I mean, of course, I knew it. It was like right on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but who? Like an owl. <laughs> who do you? <laughs> Don't leave us out here like this. Yeah, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. Okay. Okay. So what initially happened? What the universe wanted me to do is sit in the front row with Freddie, and we just get drunk. For old times, for all of the days that they tried to blackball us, Freddie Gibbs. But they couldn't. Yeah, my boy Freddie. Freddie Gibbs. My boy Freddie. You got to have a drunk boy named Freddie. That's part of growing up. <laughs> the whole category should be called the grannies. Because we're all old. We're all old, the grannies. Don't you think the grannies sound better? Come on, Tony. You're supposed to be the comedian, and I'm killing it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was, it was there. It was there. The grannies? The grannies. Come on, man. I forgot Freddie Gibbs was nominated. Tony, I'm like, hold on, y'all. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> he, he's nominated. D Smoke. Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica. Nas, Nas. And that's everybody. Wow. Right? And Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, and Royce. This, this, honestly, um, this was a good rap category year because mm-hmm. normally normally like it's not it's not always that way like you know if i'm speak freely i'll just be like they be throwing cats in there that sold well mm-hmm. a lot of the times so they just be like oh because that 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 wouldn't platinum gold you just threw that in there just because it was hot on the streets on the sales tip like the first, the first category ever, the first best rap category ever, the first time they introduced it, the nominees were Tupac, Me Against the World, Bone Thugs and Harmony, East 1999 Eternal, Old Dirty Bastard, Return of the 36 Chambers, Naughty by Nature, Poverty's Paradise, and Skilo, I Wish. Ooh. This was a for song or album? This is the best rap album. This is the very first time they introduced the best rap album category. And these were the nominees. So Skilo's album was called, I wish? Yeah. So he had a song about wishing he was taller. But then he had an album about wishing he was taller. That takes it to a different level. He really? Well, you, I, I assume the album was about wishes and, you know, aspiration. Like, you know, each track was probably like, I wish I would, you know, I wish I was this every track. So how was tall that? was he on the album? Because this. This could, it was 96. This, this could 96. have something to do with the 5'9 with me. Yeah. So I guess uh, the albums that came out in 95, they were the 96 winners. <clears throat> wow. And Naughty by Nature won that year. 
Wow. They were the winners. Now, you know, asking Royce, are you excited to have been nominated? Yes, I'm excited. Honestly. Yes, I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited. I'm not as excited as Lupe is, but I'm I'm up there. I've been trying so to Lupe calm him excited? down all day. Huh? He's just trying to bring me into this chat. I'm trying to make it Pulling about you him. In. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make this no, but, all about him. Look, the way it was promoted, the way it was spun out, y'all didn't mention me in the promotion at all. So I just felt like, you know what? I'm going to just step aside and let Tony Baker, <laughs> a.k.a. Nah, but you are connected. You're right. You're always you you're always connected. Oh, you're, still, you're still fascinating, Lou. Relax. As a multi nominee <laughs> himself, we definitely gonna be coming fascinating back to me. for two seconds. Come back to me. Let's race. Are you? Are you? You're, you're extremely happy. Extremely excited. Yes. He's excited. You still made mule. Calm down. Is it? Would you consider this? And, and Lou, you can ask. Is, is this the ultimate? Is there any? Is there anything better than winning a Grammy in the music industry? Yeah. No. Award Nothing better. Diamond. Uh-uh. Diamond. Diamond has to be better. What going diamond? Diamond. Like selling ten million records. Yeah. Nah. Than a Grammy? No, nah, that's still not better. Than yeah, I'd rather go diamond than win Damn, a Grammy. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Me myself personally, I want a Grammy. No, nah, but here's the kicker. Here's, diamond, here's the man. kicker though. Here's the kicker about that, right? Like you could potentially go diamond right sell a bunch of records right and you might be in a bad deal where you get no publishing mm, right? that's fact and then you just sold all these mm-hmm. records and kind of ain't got nothing to show for it but if you got that grammy that lasts forever you could still be in a bad you could deal. be i mean you can be in a, you can be in a bad deal you, you go be to, in a bad you, you go diamond you, you still gonna be a little rich in terms of awards so yes in terms of awards right Oh, the Grammy for is sure. the, it's the, the, cream the, of the, crop. the king and queen of awards. Now, going diamond and stuff like that. And even Billboard is based off sales, right? So, like, if you get a Billboard award, it's supposedly based off your chart position and sales. So, you know, but none beats the Grammys. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. The Grammys is the, the cream of the crop for musicians. That's the Grammy Award winner. You know what I'm saying? It it's changes cool be, how you're it's called. It's cool to be yeah. recognized by your peers. Mm-hmm. But I have a beef with the best rap album category because I feel like a lot of the times they give it to the best seller. That, that's my beef looking at it from, you know, because... Eminem would usually win when he was nominated. And usually he was the best seller in the category. No matter what. Like Eminem has the most wins. Kanye West got like a, a high four. And I was just like, are y'all really, are y'all just voting because it was, you know, you heard about this album or is it, are you really digging into every album nominated? It's like, you know, when it, when it's the album of the year, 
anybody can win album of the year. I've seen Steely Dan win one year an album like nobody knew about. It was just like, oh, Steely Dan, album of the year? Okay. So that means they dug deeper. They went in the underneath. Ray Charles went an album of the year. You know what I'm talking about? But I feel like with the rap category, who sold? Yeah, but, but, right. did, but who this, sold? I'm not saying Eminem has bad albums critically. I'm just saying sometimes I think they just go straight to the popularity. Who sold the most of 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 these uh, five nominees? Do you, do either of you know? I would say. Uh, wait, hold on. Let me get back down to nominees again. So we got Freddie, Nas, Royce, J, D Smoke. I'm thinking it, it's Nas. Most sales. That's what I was gonna say. Most like, sales of that yeah, five. Does, does this? Does that? Nas had the highest debut. And then, uh, cause the, cause I think he debuted at number five on Billboard, the first week. But I don't, I don't know everybody's total sales like that. But I just know he had, he charted the highest, out of the nominees. And they might feel like, yo, man, we kind of owe it to Nas to give it to him right here. He's overdue. Tony, how you, you count? Know, you know they be doing that with awards show. How shows. you count now, Royce? Royce is sitting right here as you just. He's, he's sitting right there. Dismantle. But no, but that's but that's how they're going to view it because if you look at any any type of music, anything about hip hop, they talk about Nas and Illmatic and all of that all the time. They be like Nas, 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 Nas. Royce comes up, but it's like, you know, Nas comes up all the time. And so it's just like, how is he not won a Grammy? I got it. You know what I mean? I know what we got to do. Me and Nas got to battle and just get it over with. You got to do it. Lupe like, up. He big Lupe up early on. He never big me up. You know what I'm saying? He made it automatic. I didn't. He actually just said that he's not afraid of anyone. He said there's no, he recent. I think this is recent comment. He said nobody keeps, nobody him, up keeps him up at night. He just said that. But I, I think he was referring to the new the new crop, though. Royce, but I, hmm. I'm setting it up. We're going after him. What? We're going to take him down. Fucking talking what? about me. We're going to take him out. Yo, but you know what's missing? When you bring up sales, Tony, what's, what's missing from that yes. is mm-hmm. there is nothing in there for, like trap. There's no drill. There's no pop smoke. There's no mm-hmm. uh, little dirt. There's none of that in there. It's all just kind of like heavily lyrical type things what's your take on that Mm -hmm. that's why i said this is the strongest like set because all of these out well four of these albums out of the five i rotated heavily and they were just you know i I love to see i love this crop of uh nominees somebody book a studio session and I'll keep Nas up all night. Why are you still talking about Nas? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck he think he's talking about. <laughs> you still he talking had about to be Nas? thinking about somebody else. He was not thinking about me. Mm. Do you think about that, though, Royce? That strategy? What's that? Like, when you think What's of, that? Have you thought about winning? Have you thought about your pathway to winning? Or like, like kind of how we kind of fantasy footballing right now about who, who the chances and why and stuff like that? Do you, do, have you thought about that? Since you got nominated? Mm, yeah, I went over a few scenarios in my mind. Um, I thought about what Tony, what Tony uh, touched on. I think that's a, 
not even a concern. That's like a, uh, I got a line about this too because I'm all, I'm doing a um I know I, I can't even say that but um you can say anything on our podcast. Stop booby yeah, trap. This Nas record, this Nas record, because you know I can't even joke on this on this podcast. Everybody think I'm so serious all the time. Nas is one of my teachers. I love Nas, but I will keep him up all night if we rap together. <laughs> what? But I feel like I feel like <laughs> I feel like um. If he if he w- was to win, that's that's like that's culture reparations, you know. Mm. And it's not because his album is better than mine because it is not. Mm. Neither is anybody else's in that category. Mm. Just my opinion. But Nas deserves a Grammy win retroactively. I don't know if they can make up for it with this because that would be up to Nas to determine. But if he were, were to win, I would be happy. I would be happy for him. This is a, this is like one of those um, the categories where I just I just fuck with everybody. I fuck with everybody in the category, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like Freddie. I've been watching people count him out for so many years. You know what I'm saying? D Smoke, J Elect, you know, J Elect came in my studio and we had a long argument about him just releasing the album. Oh, you know what man. I'm saying? So, like, the fact that he just released the album, even though he had 9,000 whole verses, it's still an album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that it's basically a Jay Z. But that's, that, so that's this win would be another Jay Z win. That's cool with me. See, me personally, I went in and I somehow used my attic tendencies to figure out how to produce and I produce my album and then my album speaks to everything that we're living out currently right now. I think my album matters more and I think nobody can rap anywhere near as good as me except Lupe Fiasco. And Lupe Fiasco. Okay. I think that's why you're going to win because I think culturally your album is, is the moment. It's right now. Like that's why I think you're gonna win. You know what? Let me. Let me. But I'm not just saying that. Part of that. Part of that. What spawned that album is the I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's no. I really just don't. I really don't give. Let a me point. pitch this. Let me care. pitch some at you. <laughs> let me pitch some at you on this one, Royce. Um, and it, it cuts back to what Tony. What we talk about? What's the best thing? Like, like, what is the best thing to have? Is it going diamond? Is it this? I will posit that what's better than all of that is having a classic album, right? Like a mm-hmm. classic album. Mm-hmm. So I asked you, and you, yep. you were saying, Royce, like retroactively with Nas, right? Like they would have to go back and do some because, you know, for maybe for Illmatic, right? But do you feel that with this is a classic album? Because one thing to say is better than everybody else's is one thing to say, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I was just kidding when I said that. But do you think it's a better, do you think it's a classic? Mm. I think I can't determine, I can't determine that. But it is aging. It is aging in a prophetic way. You know, but like. The last time I did something, I felt like, man, I want I want to make a classic was my last album, Book of Ryan, because it's my mm-hmm. self-defining album. This is the first album where I, 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 I spoke about ideologies that I don't even myself necessarily adopt. But it was more so like I was placing the mirror in front of people saying, look, look at yourselves, because everybody's 
escape into some place, some happy place where we're pretending like everything's okay when it's not, you know? And I think the global pandemic just kind of like sealed that. It completed that thought, you know what I'm saying? Tenfold, you know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know if I could say, I don't know if I could say it's a classic. I don't even know if I even will qualify to be able to say that. That's like something I don't use that shit loosely. I don't use that term so loosely. And I think classic is something I place on music after the way that I see that it ages over time. You know what I mean? Like I knew Illmatic was special. I knew it was written was special. I knew Chronic was special. I knew uh, Blueprint was special. You know what I mean? But I know even more now. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like when I hear girls, girls, and you know what I'm saying? Like records that just, they feel the exact same. You just caught lightning. The fucking happy song by Pharrell. You know what I'm saying? That song would never stop being amazing. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I strive for that when I go to the studio, but who the fuck knows, man? People calling my second album Death is Certain Classic. I don't agree. I can't listen to it. It just makes me sad. You know what I'm saying? It takes me back to a dark place. I can't listen to that shit. So. Have you ever, like, you know, in bars, in bars past, have you ever been like, man, fuck the Grammys or who gives a fuck about a Grammy or this, that, and the third, which a lot of rappers often say. Have you ever said that? In any any bar, of course. <laughs> I mean, I, I he said never... he said it on this show a week before he got nominated. Yeah, but I was I really? was kidding. <laughs> I was kidding. I was giving Lupe a hard time for being no, nominated. No, you weren't giving me a hard time, but, but Jack. I, I've already had and Lupe I've got had nominated. I had my 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 yeah. ramp my romp, but you, my good sir, uh, Scorpio, can we play the tape? <laughs> can we go back? <laughs> Cue the tape. <laughs> Lupe got nominated right out the gate. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I just I just used to being overlooked in that way. But I, all of my albums were independent, so I just you know I I I got a um I developed a comfort zone and just you know being an underdog in all my raps. I actually had to break myself from that shit. Me and Joe was like the fucking sad boys. Me myself, I would rather be the underdog. You know. On the other side of that, it's, it's glorious over there, but I see the appeal and feel the appeal of just being an underdog. Like people, you know, you get overlooked. It fuels you. Underestimated, it fuels you. Nobody saw you coming. There's no expectations. So it's just like there are benefits to being an underdog, I feel. And so as someone that many consider overlooked, do you like that position or would you rather be, you know, I don't think I was always an underdog the whole time. I think a lot of that time I'm being a fucking underachiever. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Like we we don't all come in and um strive to to, to compete and operate at the height of our of our um capabilities. You know what I mean? So I was doing a lot of shit just to kind of like hinder things. You know, so a lot of times I was being counted out or I was being not spoken about just because out of sight out of mind. You know, I would take not being on people's lists at the end of the year, like personal and shit like that. But a lot of that is just due to marketing or lack of marketing. And a lot of those situations were due to decisions that I made that put me in that position. You know what I mean? Accountability is a motherfucker. 
accountability, being able to find a way to hold yourself accountable for things can make or break. Rather, you begin to take the necessary steps you need to take. So I wasn't personally, mentally ready to assume the position of somebody who was like uh, either an overachiever or somebody, you know, like success wise, you could strive to be like who's elevating. I was just letting the universe kind of push me around. Now I can do that shit. I can move the goalposts all around everywhere, however I feel like it, and fucking change the proverbial rules that they place on you after you reach a certain age and all of that type of shit. But um, up into that, up into that point, yeah, a lot of times I was just being underachiever, bro. I feel like you're more popular than ever, like right now, because I, you know, I've been listening to you for a long ass time, and I feel like. You know, your name is always buzzing, you know what I'm saying? But now I feel like, and I don't know, maybe it's just, you know, I'm in my social media bubble. You know, I follow who I follow and, and you know, I'll see stuff on my timeline. I see Royce on my timeline a lot, whether it be from him posting or whatever. And even on shows, even on the uh, on the hip hop, what's the hip hop documentary on Hulu? Hip hop uncovered. And then, you know, you're doing interviews, you're speaking on like real issues outside of music. And it's just like, I, you're really visible right now. Tony, it's, is that accurate? It's Are the, you it's, more popular now than ever? It's the podcast, Tony. Mm-hmm. It's the podcast. Yeah, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is. Bro. Drop the mic. <laughs> well, I could be mistaken. Maybe you was like, no, nah, I was more popular back in like, you know, 2015. That's when I was really like, bam. But nah, because I was, um, I was I was uh, not being intentional with what I wanted to say and what I wanted to do in my moves. I wasn't like uh, I wasn't making a commitment to the universe. I was just rapping, like being the camouflage. You know what I mean? That's the mind frame that that, that they put most of us in as young artists to come in and try to figure out what we should be doing to fit in a space rather than. This is what I am. I'm a fit wherever I go. You know what I mean? Because this is what I want to, this is what I want to project. This is what I have something to say. That's when people hear you. If you just come in and you just rapping just to hear yourself rap. I was doing exactly on albums what I was doing at the open mics and I couldn't figure out why I wasn't connecting because it wasn't intended to connect, you know? So. It took me a while to kind of figure that out, but I don't think I was really popular at all. You know what I mean? Like, I guess if you're a fan of, you know, just raps, you know, but once you re- once you realize that the novelty of just raps wears off really fast, you learn a lot about yourself. It's like, who the fuck are you? What do you what do you have to say? Do you have anything to say? Because I don't have time. I can just listen to anything I, I want. I don't have to like you. I don't have to listen to things I don't like. I don't have to, you know, this is not an age where things are just being marketed to you and it just kind of like, you know, rubs off on you. And you like, oh, this is my guilty pleasure song. No more guilty pleasure shit. Just whatever you like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I feel like as creators, we have we have a, a power that we overlook and we don't always use. And that's to make people choose the worst shit you could be is just some shit that people are just okay with i would rather have a whack record than have a record that everybody is just cool with that's the worst shit that you can be 
Like, I, that's cool, you know? Like, it can be it can be money, marketing dollars behind it. It can play at the club. People will dance to it. They'll get in the car. They'll hear it on the radio. They won't turn the station, but they won't go home and want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? That's the worst shit ever. That's the camouflage. You can be that for 25 years and just die broke. You know what I'm saying? And wonder why. You know what I mean? So make motherfuckers choose. You had a more illustrious career with people spending all day talking about how whack your shit is. That's better than the camouflage to me. Do you attribute that to your sobriety and also becoming more personal in your in your content now? I mean, I, I attribute everything to my sobriety, you know, because it, I got in the, I got in the business too early, man. Too early. I did my social, the social development I was supposed to be doing in maybe and say college. I did that shit at Dr. Dre house. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, mm. you know, I, mean, I took my first drink there. You know what I mean? Like I, all of that, all of that developing that I should have been doing socially. I was just stagnant. You know what I mean? Like not being intentional about shit like that, not drawing your line in the sand and, 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 um, and, and deciding what you will and will not do. You know what I mean? Like the universe favors discipline and just intent, you know, like the intent is cool. If the discipline is there, the universe will favor it. If you just, whatever the Romans do, should chew you up and spit you out 10 years ago by and you'll be still 20. You know what I'm saying? Like your birth certificate is say 30, but you'll be 20. You know what I mean? So when I got sober, I realized that I had social developing, catching up to do, you know what I mean? And then I started realizing that I had th- shit to say, cool shit to say, you know what I mean? Like I started feeling, I started realizing that some of the things that I'm speaking about, it's not even about whether people are going to relate to it or not. It's about I need to express it because I'm learning myself through the expression of art. You know what I mean? Because there was this picture painted of art to me as I was growing up. And there's a picture painted of money to me. Like, I feel like money was being marketed to me as this thing that was going to, like, fix stuff. You know what I'm saying? Or, like... Mm-hmm. Put it put this picture in my head of shit being all right once I made a certain amount of money. You know what I mean? So in order to realize that that's a crock of shit, you got to actually make money, lose money. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this whole, the whole trial and error process of the business, it's like it's not set up for you to survive it. So if you're somebody like me, who's like a troubled kid from Detroit, who somehow found a way to survive all of that shit, I'm not here for fucking nothing. I'm supposed to be doing something, helping somebody, killing somebody, doing life in jail, robbing a bank with Lupe, something that's not normal. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Don't try to bring me in it, Lupe. <laughs> Don't bait me, man. Stop always bringing you in. I always try to bait me into Lupe, where is your Grammy at, Lupe? Oh shit, uh, man! Is it? Can you see it from where you are? No, it's at Kanye's even, house. We're not even in the same state. Um, Did Kanye shave his beard? So you, I, I didn't. It. Your mom has your Grammy. No, I didn't have my Grammy for like ten years. My uh, what do you mean? 
my uh my lawyer had it. Like they had sent it to my lawyer. My lawyer kept it. Some sh- something. And then so you didn't even ask for it. You wasn't even like, yo, hey, man, when I'm then, Grammy, yeah, ten, <laughs> 10 years, I would have like, been your, day one. Your lawyer, your lawyer was like, Ooh, I was I had pneumonia. Right. So I, it was like, I couldn't get for it. 10 years. One. Shut up, Tom. 10 years. Of course, I didn't have pneumonia <laughs> for 10 years. Basket case. Nah, my hey, Nancy, I just checked the mail. Look what I found. Because they give, you, now. they give you a Grammy there, but that's just the pose with that's not yours. Like you got to mm-hmm. that's a Grammy that okay. they give you to take the pictures with. Then they send you your Grammy, right? Once they're engraved. We know we're not that right detached, there. Lupe Fiasco. I'm talking to the we fans, know. man. So I'm talking to the fans. We know you don't get to take the statue <laughs> to people, home, right? Unless you're I thought you got to, I would take it with me. See? I thought they see took Tom, it home. See Tom, <laughs> Tom and Tony. I bet you. I bet you they ain't tell ODB he couldn't take his. They didn't know. So look, when they sent it to me, they sent it to the address that they had. They sent it to my lawyer, right? And my lawyer had it. She was in New York. Damn, I wish I wish they would have had my address. I would have put that right in my house. Full Why display. Why do you keep Definitely interrupting me so I can get through my stories when we get back to Royce? All right? Come on now. Stop impeding on my narrative journey. All right? So it Speak went it, it, it went from there to my homeboy's uh, father-in-law. Your homeboy's father-in-law? Homeboy's father-in-law. Why? What? Had it. Shout out to Were Frank. Were you off the grid at that time? You didn't want nobody to know your address? Yes. Shout out to Frank, though. Frank, nobody knows his address. Still Frank, is, Donnie. Still Frank is. got it, and, and Frank had it. Then we were on tour going through New York, right? And I was like, okay, we're going to stop mm-hmm. at Frank's house, and I'm going to pick up the Grammy. And that was the first time I seen the Grammy. Like, I, I literally didn't have, like, 10 years. And then I did. there's a video of me. We did a show in, like, what were we, Cleveland or something? We were somewhere. And uh, I gave my Grammy speech 10 years later. And gave it in front of the crowd. Wow. I, I let the crowd hold it, and then now it's just sitting. It's sitting in one of my estates. I'm not and letting Jill the crowd Scott hold has mine. that Grammy with you, right? Huh? Is Jill Scott? Yeah, yeah. Does she had that Grammy with you. Yeah. So we, so we got it together. I'm gonna let the she crowd. She probably got hers right away. Yeah. Notes. She probably sit, she can probably touch it from wherever she is right now. She had hers the next week. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Jilly. So I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get my. I didn't did, did didn't get my Grammy directly. I didn't accept it. I didn't do an acceptance speech or none of that. And then I. It, I had to wait. 10 did you years. care, Lupe? Did you care? Nah. Yeah. He cared. You were. You were sick though. I mean, that's no, no, no. I didn't. I, honestly, Twenty years later, he cares. He cares. You don't no, honestly, give a speech eighty honestly, years later. Honestly, I don't have any of my plaques. <laughs> I don't have any of the stuff that people are like. Yo, yo, yo. Where's my da da da? So if you went, if you did. I think they're at like the studio in Chicago or something like that. But like personally at home, like I ain't got like no plaques, no. I got, I got heirlooms from different things, but you know. But you have homes. You have right. states. You have states. So, right? Okay. So make so make this deal with me. The next Grammy you win, put my address on it. I'll hold it for you for ten years. No man. Say yes. Oh, now, 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 oh, now he, he wants it. Now the address is around. Bad timing, Tom. Tom's Tom. not my lawyer. Tom doesn't grip. have a business. They sent it to my lawyer because that's whose name was connected to the business. Like, I'm not but, but not he just got a friends, brother-in-law, Tom's going to abuse it. He ain't going to do nothing make a fake one anyway. So he's going to make a fake one for Royce. He's going to get Ooh. a bootleg Grammy and be like, yeah, I got Royce's Grammy right. We got a Grammy. Me and Royce, you know what I'm saying? Here, our Grammy. That's actually a good idea. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to 5'9", and Tom Frank. Okay, Lupe Fiasco, now that you're a wise old man at 39 years of age, what kind of advice do you have for our listeners? 
Rush, you know I want them to find happiness and achieve their goals. Sounds like a time to recommend our sponsors, BetterHelp, which provides professional counseling in a safe and private online environment. Lou, tell our listeners how they can benefit from BetterHelp. Well, first, you can start communicating with a counselor in less than 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, send messages to them anytime, and even change counselors for free if needed. BetterHelp's licensed professionals specialize in topics like depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, and anger. Anything you want to add, Royce? Look, you all know I recommend therapy because therapy definitely changed my life. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, affordable, and anything you share with your counselor is confidential. Get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com slash Lupe and Royce. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash Lupe and Royce. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to 5'9", and Tom Frank. Is there something to being in the shadows, right? Like being in the shadows of like massive artists, right? Um, and, you know, Eminem casts a very large shadow, right? And a spe- a, a, not a, a shadow over Detroit, uh, a shadow over rap, but then also a shadow over his crew. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. did you, did you feel that was kind of a part of, like you said, that kind of anonymity that you had or that kind of, I don't want to call it like that. You said that under, well, you said under, underachiever. I don't want to go down that route, but just like that, that kind of underdog status, which some of us, you know, project onto you, you know, like Royce is kind of like the underdog because his partner is one of the greatest rappers of all time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Did you did you did you feel like yeah? I mean, th- that there was there was moments where um, I feel like it could have got it it could have developed into that, but like before we could really turn the corner on anything that he was doing, you know, um, to help me like build whatever Royce the Five Nine was projected to be way back at that time, ninety nine two thousand we fell out with each other. You know what I mean? So like the, the, uh, the underachiever shit really went into overdrive when that happened. You know what I mean? And it was like, no thanks to Eminem. I was fucking it all up myself. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, um, I had to learn that, uh, that I had to like find my own identity. That was the only time that my connection to Marshall, my friendship with Marshall had an effect on trying to figure out how to find my place out, you know, within the the rap shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I was learning harsh lessons, like left and right people not wanting to like work with me because, you know, like they don't know what he's going to think. And they, you know, like all, all of the, all of the, like the, the, uh, the red and yellow tape behind the scenes, the, the the political portions of it, you know, like I had to learn that all of those things the hard way. And then I had to just rebuild, you know what I mean? So um, by the time me and him started talking again, I, I built Slaughterhouse, you know what I mean? So by the time we signed to Shady, it was the number one independent album in the country. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we did one album on Shady and, um, you know, we functioning as a group. And then of course we did, me and Marshall did the Bad Me's Evil album. And, um, I just feel like, I don't really feel like I was in his shadow during that album. I just feel like I was just on all his stages. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think, 
I don't think um, people had a hard time like um, judging me separately from him because it had been so long that I was doing things on the underground. And it, the, the connection that we have now is very, very different from what it was when we were babies. It was literally like we knew people knew of him from me and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? And he kind of blew up first. You know what I mean? Like before, you know, D12, it was kind of like, oh, M and Royce. And I think that was just from me and him going and rapping at all the radio station, just doing so much shit together. Cool shit, like on the underground, like the Lyricist Lounge tour. I was his hype man and shit like that. So we was connected like that. But shit, maybe 10 10 plus years went by before we even spoke again. You know what I'm saying? So um, after I did the Bad Meets Evil shit, uh, I just kept moving. Then I built Prime. I was independent. You know what I'm saying? Like doing a, doing an album with my heroes, bucket list shit, you know? And I was just like, that, that's part of like the intentional shit I was talking about. Just moving intentionally, doing things that I wanted to do, just being a part of cool shit. And like, I feel like the, uh, a lot of the, most of the cool shit that I'm doing, that I'm a part of, like, Marshall don't really have nothing to do with. You know what I mean? So, um, I think the people that look at me like I may be in his shadow, which I'm cool with, usually like stands. Like people who they view hip hop through the lens of Marshall. You know what I mean? Like in their eyes, he's hip hop. You know what I mean? Like he's the creme de la creme because they didn't grow up in it like Marshall. They they don't they're not connected to the culture like Marshall. They're connected to Marshall. You know what I mean? And I feel like those fans are always gonna view anybody that's sitting next to him, especially black people, sitting or standing next to him as that. You know what I mean? So I mean Would would winning that, this- I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty self contained. Would winning this Grammy change the perception? Not to the of, stands, of like mainstream, no. not not to the stands, but from a mainstream perspective. I mean, does this put you on a certain map that maybe you wouldn't be on otherwise? Um, for tonight, you know, like if I if I win, you know, mainstream media will will cover it. You know what I mean? And I think it's just that it's just that. That's all. It's just, mainstream media is just not like a place where I uh I go to to speak, you know, it's just not a platform that I've ever went to, to say anything because I don't think that mainstream media is really speaking to anybody. You know, I feel like, I feel like if you want to be intentional and you want to speak to certain demographics of people and you want to speak to certain people and you want to reach certain people, you got to hit different stages. But mainstream media is just a big stage. It's just a big ass stage. You know what I mean? Like people are clamoring to the spot the white hot spot, you know, the, the moment, you know, like the cool moment, you know, everybody's at the show because that's where the bitches are going to be at. And that's where the wave is at. But there's not necessarily anybody in the crowd who's going to get a tattoo of the persons who's on stage on their body because something that they said or they did kept them from committing suicide or something. I'm being drastic, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like music serves many purposes. It's a fickle beast, and if you got if you got folks that know Very how fickle. to use it, though, that's a different. That's, that's, that's a key. one thing, you know. Like yeah. if you got folks that actually know how to take that moment and then build on it and expand it and pivot into other things. I mean, it has its, its purposes. But you're right; it is a 
fleeting moment. Um, and especially even more now with the internet, since the internet came along. Cause I was, I remember Man. back doing press when it was like, you gotta wait three months, three months in mm-hmm. advance because that's when the magazine mm-hmm. come out, right? It was a whole yeah. different thing from like, yeah, let's do this tonight. It'll be out tonight kind of situation. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I'll just, that's all I got. Fickle, but, but very powerful. Powerful in what way? I mean, I think you can get, you can reach people that, that you would never have reached. I mean, if you, if you, if you win this, I mean, there's going to be people that have never heard of Royce to five nine who are going to wake up and be like, ah, let me check that out. Like you're, you're going to, there's going to be, you're going to see a bump and an overall awareness factor that you might never have had before. Oh, and yeah, I, the, I think if, the, if it's used Grammys, correctly, I yeah, I if used it correctly, I, I think there's a lot of power to that. All hell the Grammys and their platform. It's a it's an amazing platform. I feel like a lot of the prestige and the credibility is um maybe not largely due, but par- partially due to us lending credibility to that platform. You know what I mean? So when yeah. I speak about mainstream platforms, I'm not necessarily thinking of the Grammys. I'm more so thinking about just big, you know, big cheesy shit like, you know, like what what Lou? Like Good Fucking, Morning America. Um, we doing Good Morning America. Hey, yo. Just listen. I'm t- I mean, Royce, I- let me tell you something. If Good Morning America comes to you, whether you win this Grammy or not, and you don't take it, I'm flying to Detroit. <laughs> bro, bro. And listen, I'm dragging you down. Me and Tom are going to drag you yeah, down. This, this is, a, this, this the is a, exactly the point. That. This is exactly the point I'm making. Like I did Good Morning America before. You know, you know when they want to talk? They want to talk when it's like, like when I say hi Rihanna, they they want to talk about me saying hi Rihanna, mm. or like uh, uh, what else? Lighters. They want to mm. talk about what it's like to work with Bruno. You know what I mean? Mm. But Bruno got so big and so great from the music. You know what I mean? So I mean, I think that the mainstream media is just there based on whatever how, whatever the size of the crowd is. But, you know, mm. I, I just never looked at mainstream media as like a tool to really do anything. Who handled the bulk of the production on this album? On my album? All that boom. Yeah, the allegory. All the boom bap that's on there. It was not boom bap. Especially all that boom bap. <laughs> no boom bap. You say boom bap and who? No, I produced the whole album. You produced the whole album? Yes. Is this the oh, first it's... one you've ever produced from start to finish or... Mm-hmm. With a book, yeah, okay. This is the first time I. I this is the first time you, I made beats. You, oh wow! Never, never knew. And that question was from uh, might be, uh, might be, might be. Ask. Well, actually, it might be wanted to ask who who's your favorite producer ever and favorite to work with. Clearly, it's Royce the Five Nine. It's Royce the Five Right, you know what I'm saying? If he, you know, my favorite. That's amazing, man. Yo, so your is this the first album you produced yourself? Mm-hmm. And right out the gate, you get a Grammy now for best rap album. Right out the as soon as soon as Royce was like, you know what, I'm gonna make my own beats, y'all. Get out. I ain't say that though. And now, <laughs> I ain't say and that. And now it's like right out the gate. I just got lucky. That's gotta, I just got lucky. That's gotta be great feeling. Who my favorite producer ever to work with? Primo. Mm-hmm. Ah. Who's my favorite producer that I have worked with? Doctor Dre. Real. Oh yeah. Say it's Dr. Dr. Dre's Dre coming is, soon. Here we Dr. go. Dr. Dre is the greatest producer. Here we go. There we go. Knew that wait, was Pharrell is the one. You, the, wait, Pharrell is which one? Pharrell is my favorite producer that I've ever worked with. Primo is okay, my favorite gotcha. producer to work with. 
Got you. Okay. And t- Dr. J is the, is the greatest producer of all. He's the greatest. He's the best. Just so you know. Every answer. Dr. Dre is the best. No, we we had an Royce. in-depth conversation about this. Royce does. Yeah. Who was Lupe's favorite uh, to work with? Uh, soundtrack. Soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, soundtrack. And Dr. Dre is also the the, the greatest no, ever think, for you. No, I don't think Dr. Dre is the greatest producer. Back to this being your first album that you've produced. What made you decide I'm doing this from start to finish? Producing it? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, this is... Oh, um, well, that's a multi-layered thing because I just... I started making beats just because I ain't had shit to do. But I didn't know I was going to start making beats. I, I bought equipment, but that doesn't mean anything. Something happened mm-hmm. where I was I was learning just enough, but I didn't know enough, but it was keeping my attention. And I was hyper-focused on just making whack loop after whack loop after whack loop. And it got to a point where I just wanted to make something that was worth saving. You know what I mean? And time went by, and that turned into a beat that I thought was cool. Then I rapped on something. Then I rapped on something else. Then I looked up, and I was like, wait a minute. I may be working on an album here. So I started, wow. it went through different phases and shit like that. And then when it got toward the end, I was like, well, shit, I might as well produce the whole thing. I did all of this now. What I look like getting a fucking Just Blaze beat when I just only need two, three more songs. So I just, it all just had one thing just triggered the other thing. Nothing, nothing never planned, though. I don't have any here? sort of structure in life. How long ever. was the process? Here's the wild part, y'all. Hold on, how long? 22 tracks is on this album. Hold, hold on, how long was the process? Mm, about a year. Okay. Maybe a little longer. My bad, Tony. 22 tracks. 22 tracks? That's a lot of tracks. He he didn't even go like, you know, you know, yeah, this is my first you time. You could slide in. Yeah. You, you, you're going to do eight, ten tracks. When you, you, just a little EP. I did it myself. Look out. You know? I could do eight. Royce was I, like. I could do eight to ten tracks. Well, you know, some of those are skits. They weren't all, they're not all songs. Oh, yeah, that's true. See, the, right. problem, so the problem with me, if, if, I, uh, if I don't start and say I'm doing eight songs, then the hardest shit for me is trimming down. That's the hardest. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest shit for me because I don't. And, and then all it takes is for, like, a, a manager to walk in the studio and say some fucking anecdotal shit, and that's it. I'm triggered. People, you can't you can't make a long album, man. No, people's attention span. Oh, fuck that. Okay, now we're gonna have a long album. You're gonna like it. And they're gonna like it. Fucker. Is that what happened with this album? That's, what happened, with all, that's what happened with all my albums since I've been sober. Anybody, anybody in the studio with an opinion can kiss my motherfucker ass. <laughs> What's your favorite track on the album? And don't give me the. It's all my favorite. Yeah. Give What's me. Give the, me Give me the one that's that's because my I know mine. I want to know yours. Mm, my favorite is probably a song called Hero. Because I was talking. Remember, I was telling you I learned I learned a lot about myself through the art, right? So it was like mm-hmm. I learned that like I never really had to run things by people before I created them. You know, so it's like I learned that when you t- when you telling your truth. But your truth involves other people. Mm-hmm. When it comes out, they may not process it the same way that you intended. They may look at it like you're telling their truth. You may be mm-hmm. talking about some shit 
they ain't necessarily feel like talking about. You know what I mean? And then you'll be surprised at how everybody's seen it different. You know, everybody got their own way that they seen that moment in time, you know, and that's what art is. So it's like I thought I nailed it in terms of being really, really respectful. And I didn't think I was going to get no backlash from family, you know, like mm. speaking about certain things. But boy, was I wrong. You're going with hero and it's the 22nd. Right. It's, it's the final. It's the closing. It's piece. the closing piece. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, you don't listen to hip hop, do you? You the twenty second. Nobody does that with hip hop. Number twenty two. Hey Lou, turn on that twenty second song. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Tom is giving Tom is, is giving you your, your pretty props. You know what I'm saying? Man, I love Tom. I love Tom, though. Don't don't defend Tom absorb, when he don't need to be defended. I love Tom. Tom, what's your favorite track on this album? This Grammy nominated. Here's why I like this particular song, because I didn't notice this until later, how you worked in I Don't Age to one of our past episodes. Who doesn't age? You don't age? I don't age. You definitely age. No, no, no. He worked in song lyrics in one of our episodes that you probably didn't even notice. And I, I noticed it while I was editing. I don't listen to what Roy no, says. I don't age. It's on now. I haven't listened yeah, to something Yeah, and then I, says, I, I started listening to it, and then I was like, wait a minute. That's on his album. That was brilliant. I don't so I'm you giving you some props right now. Well, thank you, man. Work, I, you, I appreciate it. You that. don't even know you did it. Is that a cat jumping? What is it? What's happening? The, the, the cat's... Yeah, I got two, the, I got two cats. The, They've been back here. The mad cat's busy. crawling on his head. It's on his... They've been mad busy over here. Hmm. Yeah, Grammy nominated. That's crazy. And then they dip off. And they come back. No autographs, cats. Please. No autographs. Yeah, they, are. they fans. You know what I'm saying? Lupe, what's your favorite track on this Grammy nominated allegory? I agree with Royce on Heroes. I think there's, there's, there's something about... Uh, Rapping just to rap is cool, but I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's another thing to hear somebody tell a story. Like, what do you do with your skills? You know, like, what's the narrative mm-hmm. that you tell with your skills and your cleverness and all that stuff? Yeah, it, it, you could be redeeming through art, too. So I got a chance to, like, express express my uh, feelings toward, toward my dad's feelings toward my last album. And mm-hmm. it's funny. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. I didn't get any sort of like um, feedback or anything like that. Just, just when it's time to play the victim. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that like doing comedy, like, you know, it was, it was some stuff I was talking about on stage to where, you know, it, it throws, you know, the family business in there. And I, I asked my mom one time, I was like, hey, mom, do you mind if I talk about this period, you know, on stage? She was like, I'd rather you didn't. And I was just like, all right. Even even though, you know, it's the truth from my perspective as a kid, you know, witnessing and going through yeah, that. Yeah, it's all about her. Just like, yeah. So I was just like, ah, all right. How about yeah. this? How about I run all my ideas by you? Make sure you're good. <laughs> she was just like, and then, nah, and, then I'll, like and then I'll create them. Yeah. So, so now you it, it kind of taught me to just you're gonna get these bars. Do it without asking. Mm-hmm. Who who had the best feature on this album? And you, and you can't say everybody did. He's gonna be like everybody. No, he's not allowed to say that. 
<laughs> who had the best feature? Bro, I don't even know who's on my own album. Hold on. Oh, I'm glad you asked, man. You I, got, I, I just know uh, who ain't on it. Lupe. Osmond Benjamin, West Side Gun, Kid Vicious, Conway the Machine, Ashley Sorrell, King Crooked, Sire the Kid, um, uh, uh, Vince Staples. Uh, why am I blanking out on my man's name that I love from Atlanta that almost got Saha? T.I.? Saha the Prince. Oh, yeah. Saha may have had the best verse. Mm. Love Saha. I'm glad he's alive, by the way. Saha is a beast, man. I love Saha. Um, Saha probably got my favorite verse on here. Between Saha and um, Crook. Okay. Crooked, I'm just tired of Crook. I need a break from him for a minute. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> Fucking tired of rapping with him, man. I always wonder, like, when y'all when y'all put albums together, it's you know for both of y'all, like, how do you decide who to bring in for a particular track? Like, what made you? What makes you go like, yo, I want Oswin Benjamin on this track right here, or? West Side Gun or Side High. Mm, I just wanted I wanted to uh, make sure that I uh, tried to shine whatever light that I have to give on the youngins, on some of my youngins mm-hmm. who I believe in before they reach that point where, you know, everybody else is reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like that's one of the things that they nobody did for us. So mm-hmm. kind of like a void to me in my mind. And then Saha, I just, I was waiting on the right opportunity to work with him. I wanted to work with him for a minute. Every time somebody come out and say they're the best rapper, it make me either hate him or want to work with mm-hmm. him. In Saha's case, it was both. I hated him and I wanted to work with him too at the same time. <laughs> and I still hate him and want to work with him <laughs> some more. Just like I hate Lupe. I mean, who else do I hate? I hate, uh. <laughs> but Lupe made a song about you. Stop fucking talking about that. Yeah, whatever what he's talking Still about. Talking that's about that it's, same fucking song. I don't. I don't do features. I, I, there's actually only two people. Uh, I actually did a feature yesterday, but I only do. Uh, only, <laughs> you don't do features. I did well, one no, yesterday. No, no, no. But I don't, there's only two people in the world that I do features with. Uh, they're both female MCs, and uh, but other than that, I don't do features. I stopped doing features. Do you mean you don't you don't bring people to your album? Yeah, or you mean you don't, I, I don't feature on other people? He said he's a female MC. I think that's what he just said. What you I say? That's what I heard. That's what I, I don't heard. I don't pull people I don't pull people onto my albums. And uh oh, I gotcha. don't okay. do features on other people's records. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I wait now, wait a minute. I heard you on Kanye West album. That was yeah. He didn't, he didn't want to do intro. that. Though. He didn't want to do 20, it. And I didn't want to do that. That was like twenty years ago. That was my intro to you. Like, oh snap, yeah. this guy. I didn't I don't want to I didn't want to do that at all. Like my business partner made me do that. That's the story. Mm. It's like, yo, whatever with that. And I went and did it. So you was in the studio piss. Yes, yes, who's on third? You was just hot, fist balled up the whole verse. No, nah, I mean context are context of what they are. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm. like you get these looks, but then there's like I'm always thinking about the baggage that come with things. And I, it was a lot of like, I, I have a very, I, ha, I have, believe it or not, I have a very long gaze where I can see very deeply into the future. 
And it was just kind of like, mm. fuck it. But if, but honestly, if my business partner didn't make me do it, that wouldn't have been no. I wouldn't have been on Tesla's kind. You was on Chris's album as well. Yeah, that was a dope. That was a dope thing to be concerned about though at that age. I ain't give a fuck about nothing. How old were you? Because you know what you think about, like how will you how you gonna be defined on your first look? You know what I'm saying? And it's like I didn't wanna, think about shit like that. You, you but wanna, you you in your early twenties? How was I when that shit came out? I don't know. But it was like 2004. Like, do you want to be mitigated through someone else? That was my concern, right? And I was like, yo, we got joints. Let's just put out our joints. Let's put out kick push. Like, fuck this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it becomes like, why we gotta go through this dude? And the, but mind you, I've been knowing, I knew Kanye for years. I had mad joints from Kanye, mm-hmm. right? And it was just kind of like the initial step was very important to me. And it was kind of like, all right, fuck it. But I mean, it opened up all these other doors and all this other old stuff. So, you know, it is what it is. But it could have went. It could have went. It could have went like what you was concerned about. I get it. Yeah, I feel that too. It makes sense. Like you know, like, all right. hell, I'd be. But I'm glad you did it. I'd be featured everywhere if I could. I lo- I love Lupe's verse on that. I'm not just saying that because I'm on the podcast. But I was like, yo, I would I would go to that song, skip right to the, bam, and then you know, bow. You know, how'd you get on Crit's album, Cadillac? So I love that. Uh, I think we did a swap. Uh, but this, uh, this okay. is recent. It's recent, not doing verses. Uh, after Tetsuo, I was like, I'm not gonna do a verse. Okay. But I mean, I'll do verses about people. You know, make whole songs. Oh, like, like make Royce. whole songs about. Did you know you did a song uh, about Royce. a song about a person? You know. He can make it an NFT selling for eighty. He didn't appreciate it though. He didn't appreciate it. I did appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. I appreciate it. Song was there. So what you don't know, Tony, is that me and Roy supposed to do an album. Yo, can can don't 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 mess with. No, I'm just giving you the back. That's why Roy is sitting there with the dead face. He said me and Roy are supposed to get some salmon. This (laughs) is messing with the universe right now. This, this, see, this is, and you know the, the people are like, please give us. Free. Do you like, know? Boy. Do you know how many comments we get daily about when when, when you two are gonna do something? All even the even time. in the questions that I pose, like mm-hmm. what y'all want me to ask them? People's like, when they gonna do an album? Mm-hmm. Why are we giving them a, a fucking kick ass podcast? See how a they great do podcast. We supposed they, to do an album. Music, be, 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 be an happy. Album. Tell them to be happy with what they got. I I I I chickened out. <laughs> the, listen, Dr. Dre was called. I mean, it was it was about to go down. And then I chickened out. When was this? When was, when was this, Bryce? Back down memory lane. Yeah, but don't be going. It don't be about to go down just because Dr. Dre been called. He been called a lot of times. <laughs> that shit don't mean nothing. You get called. It was, I mean, a this more is really about to, to be turn that corner. a project. Huh? Yeah. Mm. This is really about to happen. I was excited. Cause y'all be lying to me a lot. I was so excited. I, I was all dancing no, around this, the studio. This is for real, right here. I've real. talked to multiple oh, sources yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. That's true. You tell you. And then I, I backed out with Grace. Why? And I sent him that record as a as an apology. He just, Lupe just you know he knows how to like because he don't do the rapper shit. So he just backs you into a corner by being too fucking honest. You know what I'm saying? He don't give you a choice. <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like it's just like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on, on second thought, um, yeah, I've just decided I'm not gonna do this. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry to th- sorry to waste your time. Um, okay, yeah. So check your Twitter in a little bit. 
good verse mentioning you. Have a have a good evening. Esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> he said esoteric on the first fucking call that we had. I just never forget that. <laughs> like this guy is fucking brilliant. He's esoteric. But all things in due time. You know what I'm saying? All things in due time. And I think that I think that my brother right. Royce and I just want to congratulate you before we before we before we uh sign off, right? Is that I am so proud of you, brother, to see you where you are, the the person that you are, this the sharpness of your skill set, and to even be whether you win or lose, you will always be a winner to me. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that you win. I do believe that you put in the best work. Um, and I hope that that is recognized. And even if you don't, it is still something to be proud of that you've able to come this far. You know, so I, I hope you enjoyed the journey, brother. And I hope it gets greater from here. Thank you, my brother, for those kind words, man. I appreciate that. That's a tender moment right there. man. I hope that you can go on to get. That was a tender moment. Multiple nominations. Definitely. Back to back to back. You know, like like me. You know? Oh, we just getting mm-hmm. started. And I hope mm-hmm. that you get Once the there. Grammy sees you, once they once <laughs> now that Royce is there. Mm-hmm. Now that now that I now that the illusion every year. Again. You know? Every the year. Illusion, the illusion. Once they nominate you one time, they gonna nominate you. Well I'm at like twelve. I hope you can get up to you know? my, my next yeah, twelve, 12 times, time. Tony. Twelve. My next time I'm gonna be like <laughs> Live instrumentation, Grammys, Tempiani drums, stadium drums. But yo, 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 Royce, I will. I, I'm gonna I'm ask you this. Popcorn progressions. I want to ask you this, right? If, if not, nah, you know, I don't want to. Is this has this changed how you make music? Has this affected your kind of musical approach? Hell no. Okay. You mean being nominated for a Grammy? Yeah, yeah, being nominated for a Grammy. No. Okay. No, bro. No, nah, not at all. I, I, you know, it's fucked up, man. I haven't. I got nominated for a Grammy at a time where I'm the most triggered by things going on in the world. I didn't used to be like this, so it's actually distracting me from making music. I can do like I can, unlike you, Lou. I can do features and shit. You know what I'm saying? But in terms of just thinking about doing like a body of work, I haven't even considered that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been like trying to find. Not even trying to find, but just following, following uh, where my creativity leads me into other things. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been learning that I'm really interested in a lot of things that don't involve just rapping. You know what I'm saying? So, and I don't feel like I need to be speaking all the time. I feel like everybody's speaking right now. Everybody rapping. Everybody just fucking um, <laughs> good. One of my worst fears is like doing albums, forcing albums on people because I have to to make money. That's fucking hell on earth. You know what I mean? Like I'll stop. I'm going to stop rapping when my raps are not the most valuable shit that I can contribute to the culture any longer. If there's something else that I can do that's more beneficial to others, I'm just going to do that. I'm not going to be forcing my raps on people. I don't want to be that guy. As good as they are to me that's usually where it starts because you know the artist is the last person to know when their shit sucks <laughs> nobody tells them in a way where it resonates and then they got to find out you know you know when, the, when bad decision making meets with old age and it's just like <laughs> fuck 
can't get a do over. I'm not gonna be that guy. Mm-mm, I'm gonna be in uh, multi estates like Lupe. Multi. Multi estates. <laughs> One in Japan for sure. Man, maybe, maybe way. not in Japan, but come on, man. Mm-hmm. It's the best place on earth, man. <laughs> Japan. Every time you say Japan, I think of that damn song. I want to ask y'all this for shits and giggles, though. Uh, I just want to go through some some past best rap album nominee categories, and I want y'all to tell me who you would get a Grammy to personally out of the selections. I'm going I'm to avoid the years that Lupe was Son of a bitch! For fear of... Well, you're just going to avoid the Grammys altogether? What are we talking about? The Source Awards here? <laughs> you know? He's not, he's not going to pick up his trophy anyway. Come on, man. Oh, yeah, definitely Let me not going to pick it Jack. up. Let me live, Jack. Let me live. Okay, so. Okay. I'm going to go to. Let's take it to. This is an interesting year right here. Okay. Let's take it to 2001. Best rap album. The nominees are DMX, and then there was X. Dr. Dre, 2001. Wait a minute, who is it? It's DMX and who? This DMX, this is his third album. DMX, and then there was X. Who was X? Huh? You said it was DMX, and then there was X. Who was X? No, that's the name of the album. And oh. then there was X. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Dr. Dre, 2001. I guess that's the Chronic 2001, my bad. Uh, Jay-Z, Volume 3, The Life and Times of S. Carter. <laughs> the Marshall Mavis LP. Ooh. Nelly, Country Grammar. Those are the nominees. That's a hell of a category. That was a hell of a yeah, year. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Eminem. You give it to who? You going to give yeah. it to him? Did you say The Chronic? The Chronic 2001. You mean Dr. Dre? Yeah. What was the first one? DMX? DMX. DMX. His third album. Life and Time. What's, what was three. the single off of that? What, what was the single off of that, Lou? Uh, y'all gonna make me lose y'all my mind up in here. Lose up in here. Up y'all gonna make me go all out. I, I definitely. Y'all gonna make me go all out. Up I definitely. That's how I was feeling around that time. Um, <laughs> y'all gonna make you said Nelly Country Grammar? Nelly Country Grammar. That was a really that was a really good album, not in this category. You know what I mean? Like that was a great mm-hmm. album in terms of like impact and it just album. came out of nowhere, but just in this category. It's just that was some that's when hip hop was hitting. That Nelly album Man, was crazy. This, yeah, this... it was like a it was like a plethora. So hot Oh. Yeah, I would give it. This, this, I would give it to nobody. This this category is so stacked that Jay Z's album had the least amount of sales in this category, which is rare for Jay Z. It's not record. because this this was stacked, but, but but just the the hugeness of all of it is just like man. This, this is just, that was just one of the few Jay Z misses. That's all you put it put it in any category. But it had big pimping on there. So yeah, Marshall Mathers LP yeah, all day, right. bro, all day. Marshall Mathers oh, LP. Man. Royce is still on the fence. Oh, no, I'm not on the fence. I'm just not picking anybody. Duh. Oh, man, look out, man. You're ruining the whole game, man. 
Him not one play. He poured a bowl of cereal and didn't put the him milk. Not in. One I'm going play. down, down, baby. Don't fear rain, brother. You going with the the country? Eminem, Eminem. No, I didn't say that. Eminem is the the only other artist that made me. Well, Eminem didn't make me stop rapping, but he made me throw away like a whole album. Like I did an album, and then I listened to, I think maybe like the Eminem show, or I forgot which album it was. I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was uh, L, uh, MMLP. And I was like, I got to go back in the lab. And my business partner, my my chill, had to talk. Same one who talked me into touch the sky had to talk me out of of trash canning the album because of Eminem. <laughs> and you, but you you trash canned it. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was right now, bro. But I, it was all right. Chronic, Chronic two thousand one is the best album in this category. Let's start You're there. Wilding. Okay. Okay. You're wilding. There we, there we go. You're wilding, bro. No, you're wilding. You wilding. No, you wilding. I I would actually you agree wildin'. with Royce on this one. Come on, man. Yeah, because he's wilding. Tell him he wilding, Tony. Bruh. He's not wilding, he though. Wildin'. I mean, I get Bruh. it. Stan. He wilding. Alone. But, no, Stan is my favorite. Chronic 2001 is the best album in this category, but the Eminem, but Eminem's album, you know, it's the most inspiring to Come me because me and him is so much alike. I ain't, I ain't big enough Marshall no more because y'all crack jokes on me. Stan, Stan <laughs> as a record by itself, right? Be, beyond it's better than Volume Three, better than better than everything on every single one of them albums. Period. You can put all them albums together in one, and all Eminem had to do is play Stan, and it's like, yeah, give that man that Grammy. Still wins. Hold on, versus battle. Still, DRE is hard. The beat is hard hitting. No, that song is hard hitting. Bro, the beat is hard hitting. I'm listen, man. I love Dr. Dre, but I'm not flying. I'm not going down this pathway with you. Like he didn't just went on there and did the G's. The beat is crazy. What about what about um what about um? Still got it. Like, come on, man. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something. What is that called? Oh, yeah. That was on that album. Forgot about Dre. What about that? Forgot about Dre. It's dope. But who's doing the chorus? What about? Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. Guilty conscience. Stan, cuz. What about Explosive? Stan. Explosive. Explosive. Listen, I'm not I'm not saying that the album's not crazy. The albums the albums were ridiculous. When Still Dre came out, it was open. Bloom, bloom, what, what? Yeah, yeah, but that was, a, that was a hell of a run, man. That was a hell of a run. All out the same count. The next episode, all out the same count. Ooh, shit! Interscope had a whip back then, man. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> but Stan, Stan is 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 masterful though. Stan, I love. That's my favorite Stan Eminem is a record. Pop masterpiece, bro. Undoubtedly, and I love storytelling rap. So that that was just rap. right up my. I, album, I can't man. say it's a it's a it's an important ass song. I can't say that anything on Steel Dre. Oh, I'm sorry. The Chronic 2000. The way I am. The way I am is on there too, right? I am whatever you say. I sit back I with this pack, so. a six axe, and just weed, and just Steve, mm-hmm. it gets me. This is that on there? I'm checking the discography I think so. right now. He, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna kill you. Is one of my favorite Eminem tracks too. That's on that album. Hey, what you? What you? Yeah. Hey, 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 Loco. Hey, Loco. What you was about to say about uh about the, about the Dre album though? What you say? Uh, you, know, you can't think of it. Nothing on the Dre album is what? That's a separate cultural phenomena separate great songs right mm-hmm. p- p- deposit that wherever you may but i'm talking in terms of like mm-hmm. a hip-hop classic like you as a rapper like yo what the fuck what the fuck just happened yes right yes i, yes. I now dre has great songs has like 
and when I say Dream, I'm saying Chronic 2001, right? Just to be clear. Great songs, mm-hmm. uh, amazing records, but nothing that like fucked me up as a rapper. Like Insp- uh, inspire you lyrically. Oh, I see what you like. You I wanted no. Right. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to every time the beat for Steel Dre comes on, I want to rap. I was like, let's start, start freestyling. Let's go. That beat is ridiculous. Like, it makes you want to rap. But, like, Stan is just like, let's just sit back and look at the Mona Lisa real quick. Right? So if Eminem made no other it's a different, it's a different kind of art. It's a different canvas that they paint. So, but on. I'm not knocking it. So, trust me. I, I love uh, Chronic 2001. But Stan, bro, like, that shit's four verses? You know, when somebody do four verses, they got something to say. It's serious business. Something happening. I'm gonna take y'all to a year that 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 made me mad, but I'm, I'm gonna just throw. Can, do I got time, Tom? You got time. Continue. I got time. Yeah, okay, time. so we're gonna to take do. it to 1998 Grammys. That's a long time. Best ago. rap album nominees are <clears throat> Missy Elliott, Super Duper Fly. Okay. Wyclef Jean, The Carnival. Mm. Puff Daddy and the Family, No Way Out. Mm. The Notorious B.I.G., Life After Death. Stop it. Wu-Tang Clan, Wu-Tang Forever. Wu-Tang Forever? Those are the nominees. Yeah, Wu-Tang Forever. That's the one with Triumph? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Life After Death, bro. Life After Death, bro. All day. Life After Death. You being disrespectful to our time or what? Life After Death is the best hip-hop album ever. Say it again. Life After Death is the best hip-hop album ever. Grammys gave it to No Way Out. That was a great album, but yeah. Whatever. Bruh. Life After Death is the best hip-hop mess- album ever. I don't even want to know what it, what a third Ooh, album from him would have been like. God. I don't Just even want to know. the zone he was in, man. And the crate was, was... Did he pass when that album came out? Was the Biggie had already mm-hmm. passed? He, pa- yeah. he passed before it came he out. Was going already. He, he passed before the Grammys. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. Before it even came out? Biggie, Biggie died in 97. These Grammys were 98. Oh, all right. But the album was done. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can... That album, beautiful, man. <laughs> oh, shit. In, in, my, in my youth, 98, I was mad Wu-Tang didn't take home that Grammy. What? Yeah, I can see that. In retrospect... <laughs> As I got older and I sat with the albums a little bit longer and, you know, my my Wu-Tang fever had, you know, you pulled out all the beast things. You know what I'm saying? Because I was <laughs> Wu-Tang McGirt back then. Um, and it, it, shout out to Missy's album and the Carnival. I played the shit out of the Carnival. Um, but no way out surprised the hell out Yo, of me. I will, I will say but this, now, though. Probably I will say this, though. And this probably be somewhat controversial. Triumph by itself, just as like what it was when it came out and that beat and everything else, it gives every single song on Life After Death a run for its money. I will say that. Triumph is one of the best songs ever, ever made. made. Square so up. I will say that. <laughs> like the same way Stan like versus all those albums in the category. Like Triumph versus all those songs and all those albums. I could see that, but it's not. It's not just Triumph. It's everything else that surrounds Wu Tang Forever. And in that case, oh, yeah, it, it, up to life. it ain't just Wu-Tang a, it ain't just a song. They got way yeah. better shit than Triumph. But Triumph is it's a, bloated, though. 
Ooh, Triumph. Good God. To this day. If Wu-Tang Forever was just one disc, it would have been a totally different experience. But it, it was it was too much fat Triumph. on me. Ooh, if Ray, if Wu Tang Forever was Raekwon's album, we'd be having a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> if it was the fucking purple tape, come to we'd be having a different conversation. You got anything else, Tony? I think Inspector Deck is the most slept-on Wu Tang member of all no time. Way. What is what is that? What is that? What is that triumph verse about? Go ahead. Abomatomically. Tell us. Socrates, about, philosophies, and hypotheses. Can't define how I'll be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery. Flee with the lottery. Possibly despotting me. Bottle scar, showgun, explosion with my pen hits. Tremendous. Ultraviolet sound. Tremendous. Like Tremendous. I, I inspect you. I inspect you to the future. See millennium. Feel it be so. Feel it be so. platinum. Shackling the massive dragon. Shackling the massive dragon. Shackling the massive displays melt the steel like blacksmiths. Black blue jackets. MCs bring the guns in. Queen bees brings ease the guns in. Rumble with patrolmen. Stay gas lace to function. Heads by the score. Take flight inside a war. Chicks hit the floor. Die hard fans demand more. Behold the bold soldier. Slowly yeah. proceeds to blow swinging swords like Shinobi. Like Shinobi. You know what I'm saying? So, Japanese. Tony, break, break that down for us. Solid rock. Who got it locked? Abomatomically. Oh, it's self Abomatomically. Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can't describe how I'd be dropping these mockers. Break that down. That's self explanatory. Is it? Yes. Abomatomically, which means that's a hell of a hit. That's that is any way you slice it. Atomically, that's nuclear. Bombing atomically, you know it's gonna be a massive hit. Okay? I bomb atomically. Socrates can't even he can't even wrap his head around Socrates philosophy. How you be dropping these? Bro, bro that's what makes classic shit classic because you cannot explain classic, bro. Can't define. It's just understood. How I'll be just understood. these mockeries. I lyrically perform. And that's how he kicked it robbery. off. This is how the song starts. Mm-hmm. Inspector Deck was like, excuse me. Boom. And that's what Inspector Deck did. Whenever there's a Wu-Tang group album, Inspector Deck showed his ass damn near every time he was on the track. The cycle mm-hmm. continues. Of course. He just didn't have a, a dope solo project to really. But when they were together as a collective, <laughs> Inspector Deck was just like, y'all going to remember this. Like when RZA, when he said he had that. Ver- he said he had that verse. He had it. He elated on something else. When RZA and yeah. RZA was making the beat, he was like, "Hold on, son, just kind of go together." Mm-hmm. Oh, gee, you think? When RZA and Primo, <laughs> fucking hurry up and lay that shit down. Did they verses? Hmm? I said when RZA and Primo huh? did they verses. I was like, all RZA got to do is play Triumph. Just keep playing that over and over and over. Again. Well, when RZA and Prem did their verses, yeah. That was amazing. I don't know what the fuck Prem had in his happy sticks, but he <laughs> he decided to fucking put boom up against incarcerated sky faces. I logged the oh, fuck man. off. Oh, Thank I you, some track. friend you are, DJ Premier. <laughs> incarcerated scar faces is amazing. I quote that on a regular basis, just cause. It's all a purple tape. Anytime I say Manhattan, I always go to that song. Bro, you could have got Boom out the way early, man. You could have got me out the way early, man. You just had to do it, didn't you? Dun, 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 you had to do you it. consider Prime dun, dun, One a classic? Do you consider Prime One a classic? Do I consider Prime One a classic? Yes. Now that it has been out for a while, time has passed. Do you look at that piece as like now this? Because I consider it a classic. Because I, I constantly go back to that whole album and let it play. But thank you, man. Years later. I, 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 I feel like I look at it like 
I, I hit my target. Boom. But I don't know about mm-hmm. the, cla- the classic thing. I don't know. I just feel like, man, damn, man. I feel like my my whole swag over the, like the last 19 years been classic. Like oh, it started wow. off you know with what? the rhinestone do-rags. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when I was taking... I was taking like high, lower high end fashion to another level. I was taking Mm -hmm. having a stylist to a new plateau, you know, and not needing one. Hmm? Yo, Chronic Chronic 2001 has 22 records on it. Uh oh. Reminds me of the allegory. Also nominated for best rap. 22 great records. What's number 22? (laughs) The message. Isn't that a personal record, number 22? Wasn't that like, wasn't he talking about his, uh... Yeah, don't you got Mary J. Blige? I feel like he got personal towards the end, Dr. Dre. <laughs> what, what, what's number 22, Lupin? Uh, number 22 is The Message with Mary J. Blige and Rail. If this if this discography is correct, it could be off. But anyway, but The Watcher's mm-hmm. on here. Remember, the off. Watcher? Jesus Christ, I'm gonna bang this real quick. Yes, I remember The Watcher. Yes, yes. Hey, man, you... you you disrespected 2001. Yeah, right? he disrespected it. Is the watcher better than Stan? You don't compare See, the watcher. You can't compare. Nah, you can always compare back. one track. Nah, nah, nah. Is it better than Stan? <laughs> two different no. canvases. Nah, don't stop this. It's two. Di- it's two. It's like apples and oranges and oranges and apples. They're yes, both it, fruit, it, it's it's two right? different Which canvases. Which one do you bro? want to eat? Right. Why would you compare those <laughs> two? Cause I can do whatever I want. Are you giving it to? It's written by the are same you person. It to by Marshall the way, Marshall Mathers LP. Marshall wrote both of those Stan songs. Is on there. So what the happened? Watcher, the Watcher, the Watcher is brilliant, but you don't compare it to Stan. You're right. I apologize. I'm excited, Royce. I don't know if you're, you know, truly excited. <laughs> I feel like Royce has a great poker face. No, nah, I think he's excited. He's mad Royce excited. He could be like, man, this is I the best. Tons of poker. Royce could be like, this is the best moment of my life and look like this. That's what I'm going to do when I win a Grammy. And so. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait until this is passed because I, I want to see. I'm going to be like, reality. bars. Because this is, this is anybody's ball game. Right I ain't thinking nobody. Bars. Shop Saigon. I will say this. I'm gonna pretend like Royce isn't here. I do believe it is a race, so I don't think it's a sweep. Oh. Like, but, but it's it's gonna be between Royce, Freddie, and Nas. Those. I think it's Nas. I love, shout to D. I love D. Smoke. Shout to D. Smoke. Um, Nas shout and to Royce. Electronica, but I think it's a Royce, Freddie Gibbs, Nas kind of win and take all type situation. Oh, we can cipher to see who can go, who can win. You're the better rapper. I think sure, I think though. Nas and Royce are in the lead on this race. Although, since Jay-Z is so attached to this Jay Electronica project, I feel like the Grammy voters are gonna be like that, the, but Jay-Z. That's that's one that I can say that I can comfortably say I don't see him winning. I don't see that happening. I don't and see D Jay. Smoke might come out of left no. field. I can see that. I can, D, hey, don't Tom. No, do not sleep on that D Smoke no. out. I Royce can see it. Taking this home. I'm going all in. Chips in. Black Habits is one of the best songs of 2020. Black Habits? Black Habits. Do, 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 do. Reminds Easily. me of So it is a race. It is a race. And I, and I, think, I think that makes the it even more incredible. interesting. It's not a sweep. But I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for my boy. So approximately what time are we going to know? 
Do we have any idea? 2 p.m. Central? 2 p.m. Central? Is that what it is, Royce? It, well, it could be consensual. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? What you say? I hear what 2 p.m. Central. 2 p.m. Central. When you find out? I think oh, that's when it um, starts, right? That's when the program starts at 2 p.m. I mean, you just kind of got to sit and wait, right? The rap category is the very last category. Yeah, Will the rap category be on the televised show? Uh, it's not. Let me look at my run ahead show. with Hold the on. Grammys historically. You know what? A lot of times they do like the rap categories off camera. They used to. Yeah. I don't know if they do they it might, now. I didn't like that. They might do like best rap song, but best rap album I think, is, I think is off camera in the They're baby doing, Grammys. Okay. Because they usually end the show with album of the year. Yeah. Record and album of the year are always the last two awards of the night. But it also depends well, on I'm like I'm, I'm wearing some leather, so I don't know. Oh, you dressing up? No, I'm just wearing some leather. <laughs> okay. Leather hoop shorts and the leather. No, 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 that's dressing down. down. I got to dress up. up the leather okay. pants, leather jogging pants. Yeah. Diamond Cartiers, you that's know the, the front and center. Hmm? The Stand up comedy special outfit. Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, yeah, I've got, I got a um, a custom made uh, leather poncho. I'm thinking okay. about uh, pulling out. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Grammys, Lupe? Yeah. <laughs> Did you even bother showing up? Uh, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I've been Did there. You, you were nominated for Best Rap Album four times. Yeah. Did you show up to any of those nominations? Yeah. yeah. But I've been, but I had multiple songs too. So it was like, so if 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 I was lost in like Best Rap Album, which would have been in the Baby Grammys, I still had to go to the mm -hmm. regular Grammys. Because I would have like a song nominated, so I think like mm. superstar. Or, he would he, he would have like tons of friends in there too, so he would just go hang out. Actually, I have no friends, bro, in the music business. Well, I got a few. Race, I don't have that many friends. That's why I ain't got that many. Features. You all, you was all in the Grammys hanging out, Not making new groups. Me, I remember I walked up the <laughs> doing <Birdman>. features. <laughs> Yo, but I'm a Royce, if it was a regular non-COVID environment, <laughs> would you actually go to the Grammys? I go to the Grammys with the COVID environment. Fuck. Okay. Who who would be with you? What's your wh who's going with you? COVID. Here we go. Um, I'm so fucking silly. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know who. I never even thought about that. You know, but I had some. Got a plus one. I had some weird. I had some interesting people call me hey when do that grammys when y'all leave <laughs> okay yeah all right yeah i'm gonna probably roll with you no the fuck you're not so you're gonna be watching at home logged in in your leather poncho i'm gonna be watching from right here right there logged in possibly with my leather poncho I may just be wearing a wife beater. I don't know. It just depends. Wife beater is key, man. You got to win in the wife beaters. No, mm. leather poncho. Leather poncho. How about leather bottoms, wife beater top? Like, you know, I don't wear anything that I refer to as man. bottoms. I don't know if I like that. Bottoms. The bottoms? Come on, man. Thank all my the friends, bottoms. my family. I want to thank <laughs> Lupe Fiasco for the constant motivation. Tom Frank for the, for the exceptional promotion. promotion. Tony Baker for the mm -hmm. in-depth interview. And uh, mm -hmm. this reward. Hard oh, I could questions. just I still want to ask more hard hitting questions. <laughs> Bars. This reward, <laughs> this award belongs to them as much as it belongs to me. Maybe even more. So I like to thank Hollow the Don. 
Mola Mook. Nah, me. Bars. Uh, yo, right. yo, what up? This is Lupe Fiasco, and I'm rooting for my brother Royce the Five Nine to win Best Rap Album at the Grammys. Yo, what up? This is Royce the Five Nine, and whenever Lupe does that, that's our cue to get the fuck out of his house. <laughs> we don't know where he lives at, so it doesn't matter anyway. Well, you and I'm always Lupe elated to have my boy Tony up in here. <laughs> hey, it's always a pleasure and an honor to roll up in here and chop it up with y'all, eat magic spoon out the box. Where Lupe live at? I think I have an idea of where Lupe <laughs> lives, though. Show me on Google Maps where any one of his estates are. <laughs> yeah, because he was too familiar with my whereabouts, and I think I oh, pinpointed his neighborhood or where he might have used to live. He has an important specific set of skills. Slide on through and get mm. shot at. Come on. Come on, slide and on through and get shot up. at. He got too many weapons. And this is Tom Frank. I'm the regular dude. I am honored to be with a Grammy-nominated rapper, a Grammy award-winning rapper, and the Mr. Hilarious Tony Baker. Download, subscribe, send in your comments, and watch the Grammys Sunday night. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hey, this is Sam. Uh, I'm a major fan of your music. Voice I've seen perform in 2013 in Ireland and fantastic. Lupe, I haven't had the honor yet. Tom, you seem like a nice guy. Uh, yes, I bought merch, and yes, your female fans do exist. You guys are intelligent and funny, and the podcast is great. I'd like to hear more guests and more of your other passionate topics, like voice and mental health, or you know, you guys had a segment about guns. Keep doing the thing, man. Hi, my name is Erin. Come forward. I am from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Really, I just want to thank you guys for giving all of us your time. Time is, you know, the most important thing that we all have. And also, I find Royce the Five Nine. I find you hilarious, so funny. I'm constantly laughing out loud with my headphones on, and people around me think I'm so strange. And Lupe. Um, I'm a nurse, registered nurse, and I just want to thank you so much. This is kind of aside from your podcast, but thank you for, you know, giving people credible information on the COVID-19 coronavirus and encouraging people to social distance and everything. Hi, guys. My name is Angelina. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Fun fact, we are late cousins. I think you guys are doing an amazing job on the pod. It's hilarious. I've been there since day one. The door story had me on the floor. Um, side note, Tom, you have to be nicer to Royce and be more patient with him. And secondly, can we get some purple shirts this second round? That's it. Have a great day. My name is Eddie. I'm from South Carolina. Um, just want to say real quick, love the show. Lupe, thank you for what you were doing on the IG Live with the whole vaccine thing. I'm going to get my first shot today. Royce, thank you for your album, Book of Ryan, Life Changing. Tom, stop giving my boys a hard time. I'm just playing. Appreciate you, Tom. Y'all take care. That's our show for the week. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe or follow. Leave us a review and tell your friends to listen. The Lupe and Royce Show is a production of Say What Media. It's recorded and mixed by Claude Jennings. Our head writer is Lauren Sloat. I'm Tom Frank. And our theme music is by, who else? Lupe Fiasco and Royce the Five Nine.